Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. Industries for the Blind presents Blind Living Radio, where you'll hear interesting topics, fun stories, and important news about our blind and visually impaired community. It's time now for Blind Living Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Blind Living Radio. I'm your host, Harley Thomas, and today we're going to talk about employment and finding a job, something that's near and dear to many, many people. And as we've talked on the show in the past, the blind community has a 70% unemployment rate among working-age adults, which is really high. And I think finding a job and meaning in life and being meaningfully employed is important to people and everyone wants to have a sense of self-worth and I think that's something we do on the show is we talk about inspiration and what can I do we don't ever talk about what we can't do and in the HP studio today I'm joined by Connie Knutson hi Connie hi how are you good Connie is the HR manager at IB Milwaukee and you've been here for maybe a couple years uh, I think it's more like eight months. Uh, it feels like two years, Connie. At least two years. I feel the same way. That's only because you get to work with me. I'm so lucky to work with you. You get to work with everybody, though. That's kind of a nice part of your job. It is. I get to know everyone, all the different employees that work here, from the manufacturing floor to the people that work at our stores. And you know all 240 of them, probably. Pretty close, uh, right? I think I'm close, but you maybe are... not all 240. Not all? And no. I, I know you probably know all 120 blind professionals throughout the organization, though. I think you probably know the blind employees even better. And Connie and I both are sighted um, for our listening audience. And today it's just kind of an intimate fireside chat with Connie about finding a job and what do I do. And I help Connie a little bit with the recruiting at Industries for the Blind. I help Connie with recruiting at Industries for the Blind here and there to – Recruit talent and talent acquisition companies all over the country have similar responsibilities to hire people. They need people. And sometimes people, I will almost say, Connie, self-select themselves as a bad candidate. That does happen from time to time. They might say something that is inappropriate or they, they may not be qualified either, right? That's true. Sometimes people aren't qualified for the jobs they apply for. But a lot of times people just make simple mistakes during the process. And we're going to get to those and talk about that today so that our audience can hopefully learn a thing or two about what to do. Because I think what we do in an interview process versus what we don't do in an interview process, you can mess up either way. You can say too much or not enough. That's very true. Right? And you've been in HR for how many years, Connie? Oh, it's going back to 1999. So you've been in HR. You are a seasoned HR professional. You have lots of nonprofit experience. Exactly. My entire career has been in nonprofits. All in HR? All in HR. So you've seen it all. HR generalist to recruiting? Yeah, I've done all of benefits. it. Benefits. I know you've done benefit selection. You are a hiring expert, I would say. Yeah, I would say that I've done a lot of recruitment throughout my year at 
a lot of different nonprofits that have different missions and different focuses. Thousands of people over the years? Thousands. Wow, I never thought about that. It probably is thousands of people. And I think probably a good place to start about employment is companies place jobs. Most of them are online. They're still in the newspaper, but people place them on job sites specific to their market. There's some national online places that people place jobs. There are some aggregating sites that take a whole bunch of job sites and pull them together for people, which are kind of handy. Indeed is one of those that I know a lot of folks use. And then it normally spins you off to an individual site to apply for a job. And as I'm looking for a job, if I'm a person looking for employment, what is something that you would recommend that they do as they search for jobs? I think there's a lot of different things that you can do. Obviously, a lot of people still use websites. You mentioned Indeed. We use NIB and AFB as well to try to get blind applicants to apply for our positions. I think that people are really going to social networking. A lot of times you'll see opportunities on LinkedIn. Uh, so I think social media is really, really starting to enter the marketplace as a as a great way to look for a position. And you can even use it once you get an interview or to research a company. So I would say networking is a really big tool that you can use to look for a job. I think if you just use websites, you're not going to see as many opportunities as you could see if you reach out to the people that are in your network. And you probably need to tell everybody you know. I'm looking for a job, and this is what I'm interested in. Do you know anything? You run into people at school. You run into people at church. And there's no shame in saying, I'm looking for a career or a career change. Yeah, there's definitely no shame. I, another thing that a lot of people do, which kind of falls into networking, is if there's a professional organization that is in the field you're interested in. You're in marketing, the American Marketing Association. Maybe they have meetings or people that you can network with through that association. So that would be another tool or another thing that you could do outside of just looking at job ads on the web. And I think looking for a job, it doesn't matter what stage you are in life. I know you've hired several people since you've been here that have lost their sight later in life. And the job search is the same. You find an application, you submit an application online. Now, Connie, when people submit their resume and fill out job applications, how important is it to completely fill out the forms that are online? I would say that it's very important to complete the forms. And the reason is I really think that it shows your interest level. So if you're not going to take the time to update a resume or fill out the application completely, then I feel like you're not really interested in that position. So a lot of people will just put, see my resume instead of answering a question. And I see that as this person must not really be interested in this position if they don't want to take the time to actually fill out the application. And how much time do you really have to look at all the applicants? It's seconds. I would say that I look at a resume within 10 seconds, I know if I want to continue reading through it or if I think that this person might not be qualified for the job. So you need to make sure your resume is formatted nicely. Make sure it uploads correctly. I know a lot of sites have you upload a resume. And if you upload a PDF or a Word version, it sometimes can get, I'll use the word, wonky. Exactly. It can get really wonky and not look very professional and then my next step is if I like that person, I'm going to send that to one of our managers. And when they see that resume, they're probably going to think, you know, 
this person didn't take the time to make sure that this looked good, once again, it shows the level of interest that the person has in the position. Or a bad quality of work, which would exactly. be bad also. And another thing that I would just like to mention is, you know, we at Industries for the Blind, of course, our main goal is to try to find qualified blind people for our open positions. And so if somebody needs assistance in filling out an application, that is something that we would provide to them as well. Uh, so most places of employment, if someone needs assistance or the preferred method that the employer has on filling out the application isn't one that's easy for you to accomplish. Yes. They really have to find a way to accommodate that individual and work with them on filling out that application. They have to? Yes. There you go. Connie teaches me a lot about HR law as we work together. It's great. So we make a point of doing that here at IB as well, making sure that people have multiple ways they can fill out applications and even sitting with them and helping them fill it out if that's needed or wanted. So you found a resume, you gave it a 10-second look. You're like, okay, I'll read a little bit more. I'll pass this on to the hiring manager. What's the next step, a phone screen? Yeah, usually you don't want to bring someone in for that face-to-face -face interview until you talk to them a little bit and find out if they're a good fit for the position. And so we usually schedule a phone screen and set those up with the candidates to find out more information about that person. A resume can't say everything about who you are or what you've accomplished. No, and we, we want to find out a couple of things during that phone screen. We want to see how professional the person is on the phone. Um, do they really have the skills and the qualifications that are needed for the job? Um, have they researched the company? Um, I always ask people if they've been to our website. How important is research of a company? Very important. Very important. I would suggest making sure you know what that company does. And you, this is another opportunity to use social media. A lot of people that are on LinkedIn, and you can actually find out more information about them before you have the phone screen. You can also research the companies on LinkedIn. So, Connie, are there other mistakes folks can make during a phone screen? And I call it a screen because it's really a screening out process at that point, right? Yeah, it usually is a screening out process. So we already talked about, you know, how important it is to research the company. Um, being professional is very important. Um, if you have children or an animal at home, it might be good to try to find a time when you are in a place that's quiet. Uh, there's been times when I've been phone screening people and there's a dog that's barking. Um, there's been times I've phone screened people and they're on public transportation and you can hear like that. Like on a bus? They're on the Chicago Transit Authority and you can hear clickety -clack, the. Clickety clack, clickety clack, clickety clack on the Next L. stop is Kimball. Oh boy. That would be a bad way to interview. It kind of is an unprofessional way to interview. So you want to make sure you're in a quiet location. You want to make sure that you know about the job. I think sometimes people, they don't prepare for the phone screens. Uh, just like an interview, you have to prepare for the phone screen. So you're going to want to read through the posting, know what the position is about, know what the requirements are, so that you can highlight those to the recruiter when you're talking to them. Highlight your connection with those and that you have experience in the areas that they're looking for. Yes, highlight skills in those areas because... That's really what they're going to be looking for in order to pass you on to the next step in the recruitment process. How important is it to have stories and be able to tell a story about 
well, there was a time, Connie, that job says, I must be able to work across the organization. Well, I could tell a story about how I worked within a team environment or a matrix organization. How important is it to have stories to tell? I think it's really important to have some really clear examples that you want to share. If you think about an interview or a phone screen, there's some questions that you could probably anticipate. So I would recommend thinking of examples for those questions um, and have them ready before you talk to the recruiter. I think having things ready is key. I know we always prepare for the show, right, Connie? Always. We, we have a loose kind of script we're following today because we want to make sure we hit all the important points. I hear the music means it's time for a quick break. I'm Harley Thomas with Blind Living Radio in studio with Connie Knutson, HR manager at IB Milwaukee. We'll be right back after these messages. Blind Living Radio will be right back after these messages. Are you blind or visually impaired? Are you seeking a job? Well, Industries for the Blind is dedicated to hiring people just like you. Just go to IBMILW.com slash careers and find out how you can become part of our wonderful team of blind and visually impaired professionals. That's IBMILW.com slash careers. Thanks for listening to and supporting Blind Living Radio. You can support Industries for the Blind by ordering any of our products from blind-made.com. That's blind-made.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the HP Studio. I'm Harley Thomas on Blind Living Radio in studio with Connie Knutson, HR Manager at IB Milwaukee. Hi, Connie. Hi, how are you? Good. Welcome back from the break. You know, I was thinking during the break that that was kind of like your ad. I was thinking that, too. I was happy to hear that ad. You can visit the visit the website at Slash Careers to see the job postings. I hope everyone does after they hear this podcast. Look oh. and see what we have open. We have positions open across the country. So before the break, we started talking about, and across the country is very important. I think so. We started talking about the process. So we got through, I'm going to apply for a job. I'm going to have a phone interview. And then comes the important call where Connie calls or an HR manager calls and says, would you be able to come in on this day at this time to meet with the hiring manager or a group of people, right? Is that the next step in the process? Usually the next step is to come in for a face-to-face -face interview. So you set that up with people. You coordinate many schedules. I feel bad for you, Connie, by the way, some days trying to coordinate schedules. Thanks. I appreciate it. And and I, th I think job hunters and seekers should understand that, that when you call with a time and a set of times, you may be trying to coordinate four people or six people or just maybe one person. It's hard, isn't it? It is. And some people are busier than others. So it is difficult trying to coordinate all those schedules sometimes. So my, my point is, it's important to try to be flexible to work with the future employer. If it's something you're very interested in, you should really try to bend over backwards to make that time fit. Right, Connie? Exactly. We always are looking for flexibility. And if you really can't make it and they, they tell you you can't make it, you accommodate most folks or when you can? No, of course not. No, of course not. Connie's smiling just for our audience. Uh, yes, I always try to accommodate someone's schedule, especially if we're interested in learning more about the person. Uh, we will try to work with them to set up an alternative time. It's hard, I think trying to get in. And sometimes people need help with transportation also. Yes, that's true. That's and very true. 
and if folks come in and they get here or they get to any employer, what's an important part? When does your interview actually start, Connie? It starts the minute you walk in the door. A lot of employers want to know how you even treated the receptionist. So when you come in, think about that. The minute you walk in that door, you're on. And you brought up an important piece with the transportation. We have a lot of people that come here on transit vehicles, and there are times when they're going to be a little bit late. I would always recommend that you get to an interview early, you schedule your transit van to come early, but if for some reason you are going to be late and it's because you're on public transportation, usually that's not going to be held against you. As long as you call and let the recruiter know, hey, I I arranged this van, they're coming 20 minutes later than they were supposed to. So that is another important thing that I would just mention is you always want to be on time or early for the interview and it starts the minute you walk in the door. In your opinion over the years, the hiring manager, I think a lot of people that are interviewing are nervous when they show up, and the hiring manager might be nervous too. They're they're trying to find the right fit. That's true. I, I always feel like not only are we interviewing the person to make sure that they're a good fit at our organization, but that person is interviewing us to make sure that this is a place they want to work. So it's really important to be prepared for that interview and even put together a list of questions, things that are important to you, maybe non-negotiables for an employer that you have ready. Because I know that every time I interview somebody, I'm always going to see what questions that person has ready for me at the end of the questions that I have. So we always turn the tables and want to see what questions that applicant has. So being prepared Making sure you have a list of questions is really important. Can I take notes during the interview? Exactly. A recommendation that I would have. You would say take notes. Take note. Write down things that people say during the interview, especially if they're telling you more about the business. Because if you go home and usually you are very stressed during that interview and you start thinking about what the hiring manager said to you on what they're looking for in that position. And maybe you feel like, you know, I didn't really get to talk about a skill that I have or an experience that I have that demonstrates that I would be able to do that. That gives you a chance to include that information in a thank you note or letter that you're going to write to that manager. A thank you note, Connie? Yeah, you What's always that? Should, yes, you always should follow up with a thank you note. It's very important. Are email thank you notes acceptable these days? Yes, they are. I would say that most people do email thank you notes. Occasionally, I do still get some handwritten ones, but I think that usually people are trying to move quickly when they're hiring, and the quicker you can get that thank you note out, I think the better. It shows your interest in the position, and if you ask a question that came up during the interview and you have notes, it really shows that you were engaged and You understand what they're looking for. A lot of it is about creating an understanding. I know what you're looking for. You understand what I'm looking for and what I can bring. Is it a fit? And I think a lot of job seekers sometimes apply for jobs that are outside of their realm of expertise. But the employer wrote the job specifically because that's the skill set they need. Yes, and I would say that that does happen a lot where people apply for jobs And they don't meet the qualifications. And you always want to be honest with the information that you put on your resume and on your application. Because if you're not, and it's discovered even after you're hired, that could lead to you not having that job anymore. So I feel like being honest with your skill level 
really looking at a job ad before you apply for it. People, I think, sometimes think that they can do a job even though they don't meet the qualifications. And recruiters are going to reject you if you don't meet the minimum requirements of the position and can't perform the essential functions of the job. Which I think is very important. You have to be able to function and you have to be able to contribute once you are on board. Yes, contribution. that's true. It's all about contribution at the end of the day. I don't care if you're a blind person or a sighted person, five years of experience or 20 years of experience. The company is expecting you to bring your value and talent no matter what your talent may be. Yes, and trying to highlight how you've added value to other companies and organizations during your interview is always important. You're going to want to try to do that when you're answering the questions, focusing on the results that you've had. So, Connie, that's the hiring process. But I think if we go way back to the beginning of when folks are looking for a job, I know there's several people that I work with that have lost their sight later in life. And I hear the stories. That's one of the advantages of my job is I get to talk to a lot of people. And as they were losing their sight, they had really nice jobs. And then they start to lose their sight and they either quit their job because they couldn't do it or they didn't want to ask for technology assistance. And now they're finding themselves as a new member of this blind community. And they're wondering where to go and what to do. And I know during the break, you and I talked about the vocational rehabilitation or there are other centers that might, it's not really a rehab center, it's an education center. And people go there when they have newborns that are blind or children that are blind and aging adults that are losing sight anywhere among the spectrum, whether you're 20, 40, or 60, they can help you with daily living activities as well as skill sets to be a better employee. They can teach you how to use ZoomText, JAWS. Uh, there are a myriad of technologies that are used and I know at IB Milwaukee, we have blind professionals in IT, manufacturing supervision, counting, inside sales, outside sales, project management, IV spaces. Throughout the organization, there are blind professionals, which you work on every day. I know you've got a few jobs right now that you're trying to hire. I would say that in Milwaukee, we have a wonderful resource for people. I don't know if people have checked out Vision Forward but they have this brand new technology center and they will work with anyone who wants to learn about different technologies that might assist them in their daily living. And that would include working. So that would be one resource that I think if someone's in the Milwaukee area that I would recommend utilizing if you're lost your sight, like you said, Harley, I went on a visit there and they work with people of all ages. I saw children there. I saw older people there, younger people there, all ages. That's a wonderful resource and they will help people learn the technology that they can then take and use in a new position. And many cities have a similar facility to help people learn and to help people. Actually, it's not learning. It's relearning to teach you how to live. Yeah, and I think most states have some sort of division of vocational rehab where they will work with you, assign a counselor to you, and that person will help you in your job search. And sometimes they may also know some of the other resources within that community. Sounds a lot like networking to me, Connie. Totally. Which is the number one way to find a job, networking. I would agree. And I want to thank you. I hear music in the background. Our time has come to an end, Connie. Thank you, Harley. It was wonderful talking with you today. Thank you, Connie Knudsen, HR Manager at IB Milwaukee. I'm Harley Thomas. 
You are listening to Blind Living Radio. We will talk next week. Thanks for listening to and supporting Blind Living Radio. You can support Industries for the Blind by ordering any of our products from blind-made.com. That's blind-made.com. Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer.